It's like this little dirty little bass line. I don't fucking care. Can we move on to a new segment, please? Welcome to Just Two Fans, a sports show about sports. Obviously. About life. Because sports are life. And about just whatever the hell we feel like talking about. So, uh, let's go. What is up, everybody? What is up? I'm Jamie Friedlander. That's Eli Johnson. You did it this week, buddy. I did. You, you nailed it. I nailed it. You nailed it. I'm proud. New of you. streak. New streak. Starting all over. Just episode what thirty now? Thirty, man. Oh man, craziness. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I always like, I didn't realize how long we did uh, the playbook podcast back oh, in the day. Dude, yeah, we had like over a hundred episodes. Yeah, we did that I, for like a solid year and a half. Yeah, or two. Oh, like two years, over two years. Yeah. Like, wow. I didn't realize that. Time flies, man. Time it flies. Does. Especially when you're having fun talking about sports and things. That's that's what we do. That's Talk what about we do sports here. and things. Talk about sports and things. Like <laughs> lemmings watching you poop. That's, uh, that's some of the <laughs> things, you know. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Sometimes we, you know, just assassinate Gordon Bombay's character. You know, that's that's a side series, but you know, those are the things. Yeah, going down Eli's rabbit hole of a brain. Yeah, dude, it's it's a it's dark, a deep, scary place deep, in here. Dark, scary place. It really is. It really is. It, scare, it scares me. You know. Yeah. Wow. And it, I live it's it. enough to scare everybody. <laughs> it's, uh, so we're going to yeah. avoid that today. Are we? We're going to go straight into podium. Oh, it's too bad because I had a real doozy for you. But, you know, no, no, Jamie's Jamie's robbing us of it. So. Well, now you got to. Well, no, no, no. Now you have to. No, we're going to. You have to. I'm going on on silent strike until you start talking about whatever you're going to talk about. So in our bronze medal position, Dak Prescott got a big, big money deal. Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> okay, silent strike is working. So, listener, <laughs> yes. um, I actually didn't have anything. Uh, oh, I was, damn. I was, I was trying to make it was a bit, Jamie, that like, oh, I had something to prepare, but Jamie ruined it. But then you ruined my bit. So I actually made your bit better by actually Did successfully you? going on the silent strike. Did you though? Did you yep. make it better? I actually just made it a thing. I think better is like a fairly generous word for what you did there. It's also, yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> okay, bronze medal position. You are correct. Dak Prescott signed a mega deal today. This just broke this afternoon, like five minutes before I got off work. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of threw it in there at the last second. But it's about damn time with this one. Yeah, um, I mean, they've been talking about contract negotiations for, what, three years now, and they just won't extend him? Till, um, till today, but yes. Till today. And now he finally, it's so, it's so weird to me, like, after a massive knee injury, he gets this, like, nearly record-setting deal. Yeah, I think it just goes to, I mean, once you find a guy that can get you there, you got to sign him. Yeah. 
Also, I mean, it does it does speak like uh, we give Jerry Jones a lot of shit for being a really bad GM. And the most part he is. But one thing he is very good at is he is loyal as fuck. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, look, just just look at how long Jason Garrett kept a job like <laughs> and his relationship with Tony Romo. I mean, he it it. Yes, he's a very loyal guy. And once he's picked out his guy, he's going to stick with him. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, like, I'm not surprised they signed him, I guess. It's just, it's a little surprising after a, you know, a knee injury, a career threatening knee injury. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you in the NFL how important that quarterback position is. I mean, they, I'm guessing the reason they waited so long to sign this deal this year is to see how he progressed with that injury. So Mm -hmm. I would assume that his, you know, leg shattering is uh healing nicely at this point yeah it, it must be yeah because you know you don't just sign a guy to a four-year 160 million dollar contract with 126 million of that guaranteed if he's questionable to return and that's the big part too the guaranteed yeah that's been like slowly creeping into nfl contracts which i'm i'm here for oh i'm yeah i mean that's that's where contracts need to be in sports right because it used to be that you signed these huge deals and when you actually dug into it, it's like, yeah, this is a $500 million contract, but 70 of it's guaranteed. Yeah. Like, okay. That was a $70 million contract. Yeah. So when they cut you, it's you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't get any of that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, his, his signing bonus when he's able to sign it, which I don't, I think is now actually, cause it's an extension, right? Yeah. You know, he's, he's just going to get a cool $66 million. That must suck, man. Must suck I, that that's the poor. biggest signing bonus in NFL history. Good for him. You know, yep. from all accounts, Dak is a good guy. I don't necessarily know if he's the guy that's going to get the Cowboys to the ship, but he's a good quarterback. I think he could. I think you could win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. Is yeah, he going to go out there and do it by himself like Peyton Manning or He's not going to be the Patrick Mahomes of no. this team. But. No. I mean, but nobody's... Patrick Mahomes is the only Patrick Mahomes in the universe. <laughs> you know, that's a fair point. Yeah. So I like, I man, it's like, yeah, yeah, you can win. A, I mean, if you can win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith, you can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. Yeah. And I think I, I don't, we've talked about the quarterback position in the NFL. I think when you've identified a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl, you got to run with him. Yeah. Because That's the chances true. of you getting a Tom Brady or a Patrick Mahomes or Peyton Manning are just so slim. Astronomically low. Yeah. More quarterbacks in the first round are bust than are successful, much less win a Super Bowl. I mean, you, more are bust than, uh, than are like just adequate. Yeah, I think I saw a stat, something like, of the first round quarterbacks from 2009 through 2016 or something like that, none of them are on the team that drafted them anymore. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, you look at Josh Rosen. He got traded, what, three times in three years? Yeah. He's the 10th overall pick. And he sucks. Yeah. Which we called. Yeah, Just we saying. knew that. Just saying. I can't wait to do our draft preview this year. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Those are always fun episodes. I, I love the draft preview episodes. I also love, spoiler alert, March Madness previews. Coming up next week. Yes. We didn't get to do it this year because they canceled March Madness. Last year. 
That's what I meant. We do get to do it this year. We do get to do it this year. We also weren't podcasting this time last year when they had, we're going to have March Madness. Just That's very true. That's very true. Anyway, we get to do that and that's always a fun episode. Yes. Because we basically just go through our bracket and show, tell the world how terrible we are at March Madness. Because we are both very bad. Any listener of the show, if they've listened more than one episode, they know how bad we are at picking shit. No, we're good at picking college bowls. That's true. We're good at that. We're really good at picking the Pac-12. Yeah, very. Because we watch basically every game played. Yeah, it's it's almost like we study the Pac-12. The Pac-12 lives rent-free in my head. Yeah, it's almost like that is what I am all consumed by. (laughs) We'll get there in a second. Don't don't jump ahead of me. I don't here. I don't think I don't think my girlfriend understands what's gonna hit her come football season, but she'll Oh, find she's out. still around? Uh yeah, for now. We'll see if, <laughs> once I scare her off. <laughs> yeah, that's always the true test. Can can she survive football season? Yeah, sure. I mean she already did this one, but that doesn't Yeah, matter. like two games. Yeah. That's not we'll a football see. season. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Could be interesting. <laughs> yep. Okay. Silver medal position. Bryson DeChambeau wins the Arnold Palmer Invitational. He outlasts Lee Westwood. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. Uh, but Bryson DeChambeau hitting 380-yard drives over a lake. You know, no big deal. That dude is insane. It's impressive. You know, I, I went off on Bryson and how much I don't like him all that much. Uh, but watching him do what he does is impressive. There's no two ways about oh, it. Oh, yeah. He's a total douchebag about it, but like it's <laughs> it's impressive. Like <laughs> Yeah, but he's he's a douche like he's not like a tiger douchebag who's like, I know I'm better than you. No, he's like a douche nerd bag. douchebag, which is almost worse. It's it's definitely worse. You know, because he's like oh, he's arguing he's I- He's not a douchebag to other players. He's a douchebag to officials. Like, he's like, shut up, Bryson. Of of course I hit that 390 because of the (laughs) torque on my club. You're like, fuck off, dude. I love Bryson DeChambeau. Don't get me wrong, but like, he annoys the shit out of me, too. Oh, yeah. Just enough. I love love watching somebody completely look at the game completely different. Oh, it's fu- uh, yes, it. it's it's I innovative it. and it's interesting, right? Do I want everybody to go out and do that? No, no, absolutely not. Because I want I want like Jordan Spieth to do well, which he's been doing well lately. Just can't seem to finish. But like I like guys that go out there like that and and are you know strategic. Who is Justin? Justin Thomas instead? Because Jordan Spieth is a douchebag. To his caddy, and that I can't forgive that. Sure, Justin Thomas, or <laughs> I guess Rory's, guys, yeah. yeah, any of those guys. But like, I also like seeing the technical aspect, like thinking about your shots and playing smart versus being aggressive and picking your spots and stuff like that versus just yeah. grip it and rip it every hole. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm down I, for. Like, but yeah. again, if everybody did that, I. It wouldn't be all that fun. It'd be boring. Me. It'd be boring. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's cool to see multiple styles on tour right now. And multiple si- styles doing well. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, other golf notes here. Um, Phil Mickelson drops out of the top 100 for the first time since 1993. 
Damn. That's a long run. Okay, can I just say, like, it feels like right now, specifically, the like the last two or three years, I feel like all sports are ending one era and starting another. Yeah, it does feel that way. Like, there's clearly a new generation coming into sports. Yep. It, it, like, the 2000s, the 2000s and, you know, early 2010s was was an era and we're now getting out of that and we're getting to the younger guys coming in yeah, I mean, yeah, you think taking about over like, the sports. Like like we've we've already talked about football multiple times. Yeah. About the new quarterbacks. You know, we're talking we've talked about new baseball players and how fun like the how much they're like we're ta- and we have we've talked a little bit about new golfers, but like I think really what we're seeing the thing that strikes me the most is we're seeing a lot of legends leave the game right now. Yeah. Tiger, Phil, yeah. Those guys. Yeah, it's Ernie a couple years ago. Like you're you're watching these legends leave the game and leave it to these younger guys. So who are just as fun and impressive to watch Uh, in in the case of golf. Love this new generation of golf. Oh, it's great. Especially like it's fun. It's awesome to have somebody like Tiger come in and dominate, right? Like that's always fun to see. For me, it's just as fun to watch a field that I have absolutely no clue who's going to win any given week. No yeah. clue. It's fun. I mean, I could is. tell you some of the guys that are probably going to be in the top 10, right? Yeah. Like if Brooks is playing, Brooks is going to be a top 10 guy. Rory's going to always be sniffing that top 10. Bryson's mm-hmm. going to be up there in the top 10. But then you get Lee Westwood coming out of fucking nowhere and finishing second and arguably should have won if somebody wasn't hitting 380 yard drives ahead of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's fun. Um speaking of Brooks, he's out for the players next week, which the players championship last year was where we f- we saw sports come to a halt, right? They stopped right in the middle of the second round. That was it. Oh, that's right. That's yep. right. So so now that we just talked about not being able to decide who's going to win any given week, <laughs> who's going to win the players? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with my boy John Rahm. That's a solid pick. Number two in the world right now. Solid player always. Again, like one of those guys, always a top tenner. Uh, I'm going to go John Rahm. That is a solid, solid pick. Thank you. It was between him and Tony Finau. I'm going to go with, oh, man, I want Tony Finau to win it so bad. Me too. Oh, man. Since I, he's such like a chill dude. I just want I want him to win so badly. I'm going to go with Colin Morikawa to continue his relative dominance over the last 12 months. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um that's another that's like another name that just kind of came out of nowhere to like all of a sudden like he's Well, like, oh. he came like straight out of college and just started dominating the PGA yeah. tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, it's pretty crazy. All right. We'll see what happens in the players this weekend. Comes out of college, earns two point five million. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> All right. Gold medal position. And gold medal in our hearts. Oh, yeah, baby. Pac-12 football news. Schedules were released. I am excited. Boy, I am hyped already. Oh, I'm so hyped, especially because there is 
a very real possibility that I get to watch live football this season in person. Me too. I'm so I can't even I can't even tell you how excited I literally I am for that. like there's there's like around my area there's a lot of people who are talking about not getting the vaccine and I'm not going to make this political um because that's not what this podcast is about but I am going to get this vaccine solely on the reason that it could get me into a football game. I'm going to get this vaccine <laughs> the second I can. Yeah, and just be like, "Hey, uh football game. Like, let me let me in." I got right my there. card. See, COVID vaccine. <laughs> Let me into the game, please. Eli wants to watch the football. I want it so bad. Just oh my god, like, so bad. Uh, anyway, uh, so Pac-12 schedules were released. We are going to go through the Colorado Buffaloes and Oregon Ducks schedules because those are our rooting interests. Yep. And we are going game by game and see how we see them finishing. In this 2021 season. So, who do you want to start with? Let's start Colorado. Colorado. All right. Opening the season in Boulder against Northern Colorado. Coached by the one and only Ed McCaffrey. I love myself some Ed McCaffrey. Yes. However, CU is going to blow them out. (laughs) Yes. This is going to be ugly. Oogly, oogly, which is good because the next couple games are tough. Are tough. All right. Then you have Saturday, September 11th at uh, whatever it's called now. Empowered Field at Mile High. I don't even, I can't even, whatever. It's in Denver against Texas A&M. Hmm. This is a really tough game to pick, to be completely honest. Uh, you go first on this one. I'm going with a loss. Um, however, uh, putting an asterisk by this, I think Texas A&M is extremely overrated every year. Mm-hmm. They lost a lot this year. So this could be a surprise victory for the Buffaloes, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with an L. So, this is one of those rare occurrences where an SEC team is uh, heading across the Mississippi. Yes. This happens almost never because the SEC rules and they can do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, Texas A&M is across the Mississippi. That's true. Uh, But But they're playing essentially an away game. Yeah, they're Second week of the season. That doesn't happen ever. So, um... I am going to pick Colorado in the upset. Yeah, boy. I hope you're right. Um, I hope you're right so hard. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, and I, I, I'm picking this just because, like like I said, SEC teams don't like to travel far. And I guess it's not that far. But it's maybe it's not. Time zone, but. And I, I, the Colorado defense, like, I don't think this year was just a fluke. For Colorado being yeah. good. Like and the Colorado defense is legit and they were young in the secondary. When Landman's so they're, coming back, right? And Landman's coming back, and Darrell just said this week that he's a, ahead of schedule in his recovery. So, you know, especially if Landman's playing, don't sleep on the Buffaloes against Texas A and M. But I'm, I'm I still gonna, have him at an L. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh the upset goes to Colorado this week. 
Nice. Follow that up with a home game at Folsom against Minnesota. Very, very disappointing season last year for Minnesota. Yes, I think they're going to have a bounce back season next year. Um, I think they're going to come out and win this game. I think this is an L in Colorado. And also Colorado might have some big game hangover from their win against the Aggies. (laughs) I think uh, this being a home game in Folsom, Minnesota, not playing at altitude ever. Um, I'm, I'm taking the Buffaloes in this one at home. I think Solid. if this was in Minnesota, it may be a different story. But Buffs win at home. Mm-hmm. Then begins the Pac-12 slate at Arizona State. Tempe is a hard place to play. Spe- especially in September. It's still hot as balls. So I, I'm gonna have call or I'm gonna have uh Arizona State winning this one as well. Arizona State is a good team. They didn't get to play very much last year because of COVID stuff. Um they are a good team. They they're well coached. So I I, I, I think I, they're gonna win. I also have a loss here for the buffs. So we're both at two and two. Mm-hmm. Heading home to play USC. This is such a tough game for me to pick because the Buffs always love to play USC close. Yep. You know, sometimes they get blown out, but it's always like in the last like 20 minutes of the game. Yep. So I'm I'm struggling really hard with this. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Trojans are going to pull it off. I'm going with this is the true coming out party for Carl Durrell and the Buffaloes. Love it. First win ever against USC. All right. That's solid. That's solid. Yep. And then begins a slightly easier stretch of games because that is a really rough first five. That's a rough first five. So then we stay at home against Arizona. That's a dub. That's a dub for sure. That's that's a drubbing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. That may be as bad as the Northern Colorado game. It turns out, it turns out that uh, Colorado got two bye weeks in a row. <laughs> and then at Cal, I'm going dub there. I'm going dub there as well. And then let's see, I'm trying to keep track on my sheet here. <laughs> then we have at Oregon. This is a loss. That that's almost for sure a loss. And then. Home versus Oregon State. This is Oregon State is a very improved team from a few years ago. Um, I still have the Buffs winning this one. I have the Buffs winning this one for because of their defense. This is this is the most coin flip of a game that they have. I think. I think this Fair is enough. going to be a very evenly matched game. Fair enough, but we both have a Buffs win. Can we also put like a disclaimer on this that this is way too early to be picking any way of this, too but... way way too early? Oh <laughs> we're yeah, we're doing it for this, fun, guys. We're yeah, doing it for fun. This is just because <laughs> we're excited. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe when the season gets closer, we'll do like another one just yeah. to like you know, since we'll have more updates on you know scouting reports and stuff. Yep. At UCLA, I think this is a loss. I think UCLA will take this one. Chip Kelly's got that team on the right uh, path. I also have a loss at UCLA at the Rose Bowl. 
Chip Kelly has his team playing for two months at that point. I'm yeah. going, going with an L. Then at home against Washington. Spoiler alert, tough. I'm going win. Um, This is tough. And I say it's tough only because it's not tough. <laughs> because the Buffaloes are going to absolutely demolish Washington. And the, the, Washington has no chance because Washington's going to be the worst team in the Pac-12. Because? Because fuck them. Happy I hate Washington Day. Because happy I hate Washington Day. Also fuck them. Also fuck them. And then ending the game, ending ending the game, ending the series, season, Jesus, ending the season <laughs> at Utah. Uh, I think I got another L here. Yep. Buffs don't play well at Utah. Yeah. I mean, like the thing is, like the Buffs are good and they had a great season last season, uh, but they're, they're still an improving team. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Utah's the biggest question mark for me in the Pac-12, just in general. I don't Absolutely. know. Like last, I I don't know what Utah is, so we'll see. Again, this is a ever changing list. So, with all of that said, Buffs, I have them going seven and five. I think you uh, do too. Yeah, and I got them at like six and six. I think is what I got. Yeah, so pretty much on on par for the Buffs, improving but not there. Yeah, not there. They're going to, and my real prediction, they're going to win some games they're not supposed to win, and they're going to lose some games they're not supposed to lose, and that's how it goes for teams that are improving. it goes. Yep. Okay. The Oregon Ducks. Here we go, boys. Open the season at home in Autzen against Fresno State. Oh, Fresno State. Dub. Dub. At Easy dub. Ohio State. This is kind of a big loss. This sucks a lot. Yeah, this is going to be a loss. It's going to be. They're going to have a new quarterback, probably a true freshman, mm-hmm. and a true freshman going into Ohio Stadium mm-hmm. is terrifying. <laughs> terrifying, and who knows? Maybe Ty Thompson is cool cucumber under that kind of stuff. Um, I am not going to expect that out of him his true freshman year. I'm he could even have a great game, and I just don't think Oregon's at Ohio State's level, which they're not. hurts they're not. in my soul. But Yeah, they're just not. And that's like we said, it's kinda like it's okay because maybe in two or three years they, they will be. This team's built for twenty twenty two. We've said it over and over yeah. again. Then the most shocking thing I've seen on a schedule maybe ever <laughs> Oregon comes home to play Stony Brook. A team that neither of us have ever heard of. <laughs> this is some SEC level bullshit. It really I'm just is. Just gonna call I'm it out. Very right? usually, usually, I'm extremely disappointed in this. Usually, Oregon is very good at scheduling. At least, if they even if they go into like FCS, they they schedule quality FCS. Yeah, you get like Eastern Portland Washington, State or North yeah. Dakota State. Like yes, exactly. Um, this is unfortunate. Uh, of course, the Ducks are gonna win it. So. They may not even play starters in this. Like, Kayvon Thibodeau is probably just going to have a bye week. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And then, a slight step above Stony Brook, they play Arizona. Yeah. Um, At see, home. I'm, I'm going to be very cautious here. Because every time I shit on Arizona and they go play the Ducks, something bad happens. So... 
However, I'm going to say the Ducks are going to win, and that's all I'm going to say. This is going to be a blowout. Arizona's bad. <laughs> I'm, all I'm going to say <laughs> is the Ducks are going to win. <laughs> At Stanford. Stanford's down. I mean, there's there's a decent team, so it's, they're always going to be a decent team. Um, but uh, Oregon's going to win this one. Stanford, to me, is just very meh. Yeah. They're again, it's kind of like the buffs, but not like in the other way. Like the buffs are on the way up and Stanford's on the way down. Yeah. Stanford's going to surprise some people because they run a completely different system than anybody else. Yeah. They're um, the only team running ground and pound still. Yeah. So, but um, Oregon, fairly big. Yeah. Home versus Cal. Um, Cal likes to give Oregon fits. A lot of these teams give Oregon fits. <laughs> yeah, but Cal is like notorious for it. Yeah. Right? It's like it's like Cal and then anytime we play in Arizona. Those or are like Washington the, State. Or Washington State. Um that wasn't necessarily the case in like two thousand eight. True. But like uh, in recent yeah. years in Washington State. But like Cal has always given Oregon fits. Um I it's gonna be close. Cal's a good team. Um, but Oregon picked up a defensive coordinator, uh, who was familiar with Cal, I believe. Is he from yeah, Cal? Yeah, he's from Cal. Yeah, yeah, he's from Cal. Um, so I think that's going to help a lot. Um, I'm going to go Ducks. It, 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 it'll be a close game, but the Ducks are going to win it. It's going to be like the UCLA game last year. It's like, this is way closer than it should be, but yes. the Ducks pull it out at the end because they're more talented. Yes. At UCLA. Same thing. Yes. We have two close games in a row that are going to go Oregon's way. Home versus Colorado. We already did this one. Yeah. That's a dub. At Washington. Ducks. Ducks. Big. Happy I hate Washington Day. Yes. Home versus Washington State. So, I see the Ducks this year as a two-loss team. And I've been going back and forth on where this loss is going to be. I've put it on Cal a couple times. I've put it at Washington State. I've put it at Utah a couple times. I really don't know where this loss is going to be. There's going to be some loss that is disappointing for the Ducks. I'm going to put it on Washington State. They've got young talent. They love to throw the ball. They love those little pick plays. Um, Oregon historically has not done great against those pick plays. Uh, So this is where I... It kills me, but I'm putting the second loss on the podcast on Washington State. I am going with a dub here because this is in Autzen, and yeah, that's fair, totally fair. But I, I like, like I said, I've I've had I've been having a lot of trouble with that. Where is this second loss that I'm predicting in my head? Yep. So at Utah, like I said, I almost put the loss here um, because the Ducks. Uh, you know, well, Utah's good. They're kind of unknown. Uh, they always have issues going into Rice Eccles. Um, but I, I don't really know what Utah is this year, so I'm going to go Ducks. Uh, this this was the coin flip for me. Um, I'm going to be optimistic and go Ducks win, but I think this is going to be one that earns me some more hair loss and yeah. 
some more gray beard hairs. Whenever whenever the ducks go into rice cycles, it's always the sloppiest. Oh, it's just gross. Grossest game ever played. But the ducks seem to just pull it out anytime out they go of there. Nowhere. So out of nowhere. Yep. And so we're just gonna I'm just gonna roll with the ducks winning there again. I I'm with you. Hesitant. This one this one's the hardest for me to pick. But yeah. I'm going ducks win because I'm gonna be optimistic. And then home against Oregon State to close out the season. Uh, I think uh, last year the biggest issue was obviously Justin Jefferson and the running defense, which got significantly better uh, about halfway through the season last season. Um, Last three or four games, it it was significantly better. Um, I'm going to think they keep rolling with that. Outside of Justin Jefferson, the Beavers don't have a whole lot. Gebby is not, not the real deal. Uh, he's a good quarterback, but he's not the real deal. Uh, so I'm going to go Oregon fairly big in this one. Yeah, me too. So I have the Ducks from last year. I have the Ducks at 11 and one and making the college football playoff. Oh, damn. Making the college football playoff. Huh? Hey, man, if your only loss on the schedule is at Ohio State, you're making the playoff. That's pretty. Yeah, you, you're not wrong. Strength of schedule could really come back to bite them. Uh, but again, the committee's kind Depends of... Depends on where the rest of the Pac-12 ends up. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I don't know about playoff. Uh, I, I'm not even going to try to venture a guess at playoff. Because uh, <laughs> who the fuck knows? Uh, it'll probably just be Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and... Georgia. Two or three other teams. Um, but Georgia. I think they go to the Pac-12 championship and win it. So, So Rose Bowl. Yeah, at least I, I I'm expecting at least a Rose Bowl next year. Cool. I I could dig a Rose Bowl. I always dig a Rose Bowl, you know? Yeah, they're fun. We're gonna go again too, right? Oh yeah. I may never I may never miss a bowl game again at this <laughs> that point. That was so great, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, uh we're gonna take a little quick break from the show. Uh just to first say thank you guys for being here. Uh, we really appreciate it. We say it every week, but we do truly mean it. Uh, we really appreciate that you guys just take the time to listen to us. Um, so uh, thank you for being here. Uh, second, um, I'd like to thank Zeta June, of course. You knew it was coming. Uh, for their song, Running in the Dark, that we use as our outro music. It's off the album, Running in the Dark. Great album. Super vibey music. Put it on when you're, I don't know, out on a boat. You know, I don't know, like that's good boating music, I would think. So, yeah, just just put it on while you're you're on a boat somewhere. If you don't have a boat, uh, maybe when you're in the bath pretending you own a boat or something like that. I don't know. Just uh, just have fun with it. Go listen to them. Uh, they generously let their let us use their music for free. Um, so if you guys could go support them, that would mean a lot to us. So, yeah, thank you. Uh, Zeta June. So, uh, without further ado, uh, here's the rest of the episode. Okay, that was podium. That was a long podium, but we had to get in our our college football. Oh God, fix. I didn't realize it was still podium. <laughs> yep, sick. We had to get in our college football fix. All right, we did have to get in our college football fix. That is fair because is now fair. we have to go to the NBA, which is gross. Yeah, the rest of the show is probably going to fly by, really. (laughs) 
I mean, knowing us, <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> NBA is is happening. Um, yeah, the, it was All Star Weekend. Yeah, didn't was, watch a single second. I didn't either. I, it, it, here's the thing: if I wanted to watch, uh, you know, somebody play like crazy offense, uh, but absolutely zero defense and just letting the other team score, I'll just watch Atlanta Falcons highlights, dude. Like, I don't need to watch <laughs> this fucking shit. Like. <laughs> Like, I don't need to watch the All Star Game. This is boring. Like, stupid, yeah, I don't. Man. I don't need to see a hundred and seventy to a hundred and fifty game. I mean, they literally let him just shoot half court shots or like they drive dunk. Like, what's the point of it's why? Not, why are they even playing this game? I honestly, I don't know if I've watched more than five minutes of any NBA All Star Game, maybe combined. Yeah, like I, I honestly don't know why they still play this game. Oh, it's stupid. There's no point. Just, they don't play. just stick with like the three point contest and the dunk contest and the skills competition. All those things are fun. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's actually good television. The game the, they don't the even game play. The game is terrible. They're not even playing. They're just no. chilling. Yeah, it's awful. Ugh, like I it's so boring. Um but apparently the dunk contest kind of was boring this year, but Anthony Simons won Blazer go Blazers. So, it was the greatest dunk contest ever. Yeah, I again I don't think I didn't even see highlights. Oh, they're I mean, they're solid dunks. They're not like he kissed the rim at one point, which was kind of great. But like, I mean, they're solid dunks, but it was was overall fairly like lackluster. I feel like like, the dunk contest, like we've pretty much seen it all at this point. Here's here's the problem with the dunk contest is they need to get the big names doing it again. Right. Yes. They need to get LeBron James to do one. Like I know he doesn't Absolutely. want to do it because he's he's like oh I'm gonna get hurt but it's like you're more you're more likely gonna get hurt in the fucking when, when has anybody got hurt in the dunk contest yeah ever I don't, I don't know I but like you remember the day like when Dwight Howard and Tracy McGrady and all those guys were doing it they were doing crazy dunks and like it had star power like I love Anthony Simons he's a great player like nobody wants to watch him dunk nobody's like I've, ooh Anthony I've, Simons dunking I've never even heard of him yeah like uh, he can he can jump out the building but like. It, you know, it's just like get get some stars in there. Get some like get like Blake Griffin to do it again. Get like fucking DeAndre Jordan. These guys who are known for dunking. Get Giannis in there. Giannis could probably throw down some nasty. Dunks. Oh yeah, for sure. Like just get some like get somebody to do it. Like yeah. the, the fact that like this. I mean, Zach Levine is like the biggest name doing dunk contests, and like he's not even that big of a name. No. Yeah, it's it's not great at all. Yeah, it's just boring. You know, it's like again, it's kind of like it's like no name guys doing this dunk contest. So it's whatever. Yeah, is what it is. There is some free agency news in the NBA, like out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. The aforementioned Blake Griffin signed with the Nets because why not? Because he's gonna start catching lobs from DeAndre Jordan again, man. Like. Uh, it's Lob City 2.0, Kevin Durant. <coughs> yeah, I mean, like, if there's ever a place for, for him to fit, it's there, right? I mean, yeah. he doesn't really have to do anything except... He doesn't have to score. He a, just has a to... A couple, couple big big dunks and couple some blocks. blocks. Here and there. Bam, That's it. done. Also, uh, like, there's rumor that Andre Drummond is going to the Lakers and... It's just I didn't even me, know he was even still around. <laughs> yeah, it's just making me. He's. I think he's hurt, but uh, it's just making me angry. 
Like the like the the rich just keep getting richer in the NBA. Well, I, yeah, I've I've gone down the NBA why it sucks for me and why I don't watch it, and this is it. Like I just I don't I don't need to watch the two LA teams and the New York teams except the you know Knicks the, the Knicks, but. <laughs> You know, I don't. I don't just need to see big market teams do well all the time, and that's. I don't know. It's just yeah. Well, it's fun. just like I said. They're like we already know who's gonna who's basically gonna be in the finals. Like the Jazz might do something, you know, maybe. But like outside of that, who else is gonna make these fucking finals? The Clippers, mm, maybe. But maybe. like, I mean, playoff P is gonna be fucking bricking the house down, like. Yeah, I mean, let's so let's go through the Western Conference standings while we're at it. You got okay. the Jazz at one, Suns at two, kind of shocking. Then you have the Lakers and Clippers, followed by the Blazers and Nuggets, and then rounded out with the Spurs and Mavs. Mm-hmm. So again, like the thing is, yeah, the Lakers are the three seed right now, but we we've talked about it before. Playoff LeBron is a different LeBron. Yep, and yeah. It, I don't know. It's just not that intriguing to me. Yeah. <laughs> like the Jazz and the, and the Suns being at the top are like, it's interesting, it's right? Because it makes the, the it more Suns, interesting than I thought it was going to be. Both at this teams point were in the garbage like six years ago, right? And so it's interesting to see them at the top, but they're not going to beat LeBron and AD. They're just not. No. They're, they don't have the talent to do it. Like Booker is an incredible player. I'll give him that. Like uh, Donovan Mitchell is a great player. But like they're just not they're not going to beat LeBron and not AD. in a seven game series and no and, and fucking, fucking way. Andre Drummond and Dennis Schroeder and they're not going to beat those guys they're just no not no way not in seven games sorry like yeah not going to happen I just it's so annoying yeah so annoying and then, and then in the East you have the Sixers Nets Bucks Celtics Knicks Heat Hornets and Raptors I mean it's going to be Nets. Yeah, and the the East like the six, seven, and eight are five hundred or below, and that is not the case in the Western Conference. So the Eastern Conference is way less competitive, and it's very clearly going to be the Nets. Yeah, I mean the the Sixers are good, uh, but again, they're, they're not, not going to beat the Nets to, in seven. No, it's they're not just not. Happen. You're not going to beat Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, fucking. Montrell Harris, like you're not going to beat those guys in seven games. You're just not. Nope. Sorry, you're not going to. Yeah. So, mm. so we basically have a Nets Lakers final still. Yeah, pretty much it. I mean, there's there's always Some, a chance that there's like the heat of last year where there's like kind of come yeah, out of I mean, nowhere. Sure. And, yeah. When once you get to the playoffs, who knows, right? I mean, injuries could happen or whatever, but I don't know. It's just not. Still not interesting. Maybe when the playoffs come around, it'll it'll start getting interesting. But yeah, it now, usually so. does. But like, yeah. I literally <laughs> don't watch the NBA until the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've watched it's a couple pointless. games here and there, um, Blazers games. But it, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Guess what time it is? It's time for beer of the week. Nice. Nice, nice. You want to go first? You want me to yeah, go first? Yeah, um, since since we're speaking of the NBA, um, I have a limited edition 
By limit, it's a limited release, not a limited edition. I don't know why I said limited edition. <laughs> um, we'll get some ASMR for you guys. Hold on. Oh, that was a good one. It was a good one. I got Rip City Lager nice. from Deschutes Brewing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, I know. Uh cool can. Uh it's a Rip City Lager, um Pacific Northwest Pride Ale or Lager, excuse me. Um it's a cool little can. Cool little can. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. It is a cool can. It is. It's got the and it's got the uh the Blazers logo on it and places official beer of the Portland Trail Blazers. It is official. Yeah, yeah, proud proud partner. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Uh, so um, yeah, and uh, let me get a little sip. Let me get a get it down. Hmm, that's not the reaction I expected. It's uh, it's not really what I was expecting. Um, kind of sour for a lager. Hmm, pretty full bodied for a lager. Um, kind of bitter, uh, but like, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. Um, not my favorite from Deschutes, not their best effort, uh, which is you unfortunate because it's it? the Blazers beer. Uh, I'm going to go 2.75. Ooh, yeah. yikes. Yeah. Well, I mean, three is completely average, right? Right. Yes. So 2.75 is like. If I'm going to Deschutes, this is not remotely on the top of my list going to Deschutes. You all know how much I love Deschutes Brewery. Please sponsor us, Deschutes Brewery. Um, but, you know, I'm not, I'm personally not a huge fan of this lager. Fair enough. All right. You ready for mine? Yeah. I just would like to say first that this is how you know we're not sponsored by them because I just told them one of their beers is below average. That's true. We're being honest. Also, if we were sponsored by them, we'd be relentless about it. You know, that's a really good <laughs> point. That's a really good point. All right, here's <laughs> mine. Solid. And Cameron coming in here last week with the nitro just like I know. threw me off the ASMR. You know he's planning that for like weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably had that Guinness for like a month. I know. I know what the people want. Shut up, Kevin. You don't plan things. <laughs> All right. This is from New Belgium in Fort Collins, Colorado. This is Captain Dynamite IPA. Woo. <laughs> That's real nice. Just a solid IPA. I don't, yeah. you know, there's nothing like that stands out. Nothing crazy about it. You know, it's it doesn't have any like kicky in the mouth type flavor, but mm -hmm. it's just really solid, drinkable IPA. Love it. So, with that, that said, rating? star rating. I'm going to go with a 3.75. That's pretty high. Real real solid beer. It's not mm -hmm. going to not going to like blow the doors off and make me go buy it all the time. But real solid beer. 
I did have a 4.75 star beer the other day, but maybe I'll save that for another show. I'll have to go yeah, get a can Yeah, you definitely should. So because good. that's that's so good. that that would tie your highest rating ever. I know. I know. I'm here for it, dog. Cool. That was, that was beer, beer of the week. week. We did it. I love it. Other sports are happening. Yes, sir. The National Hockey League is in full swing. Uh, this new format is pretty wild. Um, got a lot of teams playing the same teams all the time. Uh, so it's kind of fun. You get a lot of animosity out there on the ice, especially when they get these four game sets playing the same team uh, pretty gnarly. But uh, it's it's fun. I, you told me before the show that you you actually watched a hockey game on your own free will. I, I watched a random hockey game. It was the uh, Flames versus the Senators. Um, it was, as you would expect from two of the bottom teams, a very sloppy game. And I currently have the Avs-Arizona game on right now. And the Avs are losing, but the Avs have been just absolutely demolished by injuries this season. Yeah. Well, they also they're losing right now. Cannot get healthy. They're losing right now, but like at the same time, like they're they're looking real crisp. So I, I would expect them to make a little comeback here. You know. Yeah they they tend to do that, but again they have just been absolutely destroyed by injuries this season, and yet they are still third in the West uh, behind saw- Vegas, who's the like hottest team in hockey right now yeah i saw i saw a stat that said um it was teams that have had the fewest number of players play every game this season and colorado's number two on that list with four players who have played every game this season yeah with a team that has so as much star power as they have too that really hurts yeah oh yeah um so it's a bummer uh but it is what it is they're they're staying strong you know they're they're not even at the halfway point yet, so just keep on trucking. Keep on trucking, Avs. You can do it. There's there's been some like gnarly hits. Like Nathan McKinnon's missed this is his third game in a row that he's missed after getting a shoulder to the temple by a rookie <laughs> against the Sharks. Um Yikes. Which should have started a fight, but somehow the Avs didn't fight. Um, self-restraint you know it was because they needed the man advantage and took advantage of it because they scored but um it was it was a ugly gross hit that just doesn't belong in hockey anymore like we're we're past that it's a grown man's game now you don't need to hurt people can i say it when i was watching the uh senators flames game Mm -hmm. there was a very funny moment where the ref was looking down one way on the ice uh, away from the puck and the puck went up the side of the wall and bounced off the wall and hit him in the back of the head. And he freaked out. He didn't like, it wasn't hurt. Obviously got his helmet, but he just was like, he had no idea what the fuck just happened. And it was the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. <laughs> He's I like, wish oh, I could have seen that like, clip. <laughs> I, I'll, maybe I'll try to find it after this and send it to you, but it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Said, I don't no know idea. how they don't get hit more. Like hockey refs are some of the most agile yeah, dude. athletes out there. I love when they like dive into the benches to like get away from play. Oh yeah, they like, like jump up in the bench. Yeah. Just like Yeah. Crazy. Casually. Whatever. Hockey's fun. They okay, they have to be like literally the most athletic refs out there, right? Oh, not even close. Like 
by far. Uh, I mean, maybe soccer, right? Because they just have to run so far. Yeah, I mean, that but that's, they're, they're probably the most in shape. But like hockey judges have to be like athletic. Yeah. Yep. Like you gotta be on athletic. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> and skating's not easy. No. No. Right. No, no. Like. Like I, I consider myself fairly athletic. Like I, I can move. I can like play yeah, basketball yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Put me on skates. I look like I was just born. Like it, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. not good. It's it's like when you like like, like I think I'm good at it. Around. <laughs> it's like I think I'm good at it. So I try to do like a hockey stop, you know, and, and you just, just like shit. ass over tea kettle. Just like yeah, <laughs> not good. <laughs> just eat shit, dude. So that's the NHL. Pretty. I don't. Pretty I don't know right what now. else to say. Pretty simple right now. Yep. College basketball, it, dude. It's March. I know, dude. I, it snuck up on me so hard. I know. Yeah, it like, just like hit me the other day. Yeah, like, it's like know, the Ducks have two games to play. Like what? Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I was like, oh god, I didn't watch nearly enough college basketball this year. <laughs> I mean, we've alluded to that for five weeks now, but yeah, but I, I like. I guess I just didn't realize like how quickly the season was coming to an end yeah it's march <laughs> yeah like we're, we're done pretty much like no we are regular yeah. season's over and oregon's pac 12 champ again back to back baby back to back in football and basketball boom you know it's it's really impressive though especially like this is again another testament to like dana, uh, dana altman like the fact that he was able to take this team that was Struggling pretty hard, injury prone, lost a lot of really good players last year, uh, like, you know, to COVID and the draft and, you know, whatnot. Uh, like the fact that they're they won the Pac-12 again, which granted is a weak conference this year. Um, but like the fact that he did that is just insane. Absolutely yeah, insane. I mean, he's a wizard. I, I, I don't know Black how he does it, wizard. but whatever his system is so tailored for March. It's unreal. I haven't seen mm-hmm. really much like it because every single, like I thought this was going to be the outlier, right? Like they were not playing good basketball even a month ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, finally it's catching up to Dana Altman. Like he's got a team that's not going to get there. And sure enough, here we are. And any, but like the fact that Oregon's not ranked in the top 25 in the AP poll just shows me that nobody watches Pac-12 basketball because yeah. anybody who's watched Oregon play basketball in the last month knows that they're playing as good or better than most teams out there. Yeah. It's exciting. It's it's, it's going to be fun to watch uh, this March. I'm so yes, I mean, and, and it's, Madness this year. And oh. it's nice, nice to be an underdog, right? Like they're going to mm-hmm. come in as a seven to nine seed somewhere in there. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to ruin some people's brackets. Love it. Love it. Can't wait. Can't wait, dude. Colorado's right in there too. Yep. Right there with them. Probably, probably the one and two best teams in the conference, which is always fun for me. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I, I'm not a big Colorado basketball guy, like pretty much exclusively football, but I'll root for Colorado over any other team in the Pac-12. So Yeah, why not? So why not? Pac-12 tournament coming up, selection Sunday coming up on Sunday, and then we will have our bracket special. We're going to do it. We're going to have a full-on, that's all it's going to be, just previewing the bracket. 
Yeah, because we got, you know, commissioners of sports movies next week. So we can't do a full episode. Yeah, well, and, and you know, uh, we got to give you our takes on each team that we definitely know how they've been Everything all about. Season. Yeah. I know so much about Illinois. We're going to be Let me tell you. researched, boys and girls. Oh, man. It's going to be so good. It's gonna be, I mean, perfect brackets, two of them right here. Yep. Just give me the million dollars right now. <laughs> Love it, dude. Love it. Okay. Baseball. The, Jamie. The, the, before we get into baseball. Actually, uh, I, I, part of baseball. I got a pitch for you. Oh. This is from friend of the show, Jack Brazil. He's coming at you. Uh, he's going to pitch you. For the San Francisco Giants. Oh, Lord. This better be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's fighting an uphill battle. Let's see how he does. <laughs> when the Giants come to town. Off to a rough start. <laughs> Jackson Mary. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. Hello, Just Two Fans fans. It's been just shy of eight years since my award-winning appearance on the Playbook podcast, where I tricked Eli and Jamie into drinking beer on mic and releasing an episode about it. And now I've been asked back to try and provide a little sports fandom guidance to the Just Two fan who has declared his sports fan free agency. It's a Sisyphean task, since Jamie has made his hatred for the Giants well-known, but I've never met a challenge I didn't like, so I will lay out the perfectly reasonable case for pledging one's fandom to the San Francisco Giants in 2021. First, some history. The Giants and the Dodgers were the first two baseball teams to move out to the West Coast, donning a new era of expansion for Major League Baseball in the U.S. Without this move out West, the Colorado Rockies wouldn't even exist as a franchise. You're welcome, Rockies fans. Their first stadium, Candlestick Park, was a monument to freezing cold games, but you're in luck since they now play in beautiful Oracle Park. The stadium is significant because rather than squeeze the taxpayers of San Francisco out of millions of dollars to build it, the mind-bogglingly wealthy owners paid for the construction out of their own pocket. You can walk into the park with your head held high knowing that you aren't supporting yet another wild stadium boondoggle. The Giants have more <laughs> Hall of Famers than any team in baseball, a pantheon of baseball greats including Mel Ott, Orlando Cepeda, Juan Marichal, Gaylord Perry, Willie McCovey, and the GOAT Willie Mays. Barry Bonds will be added to that list as soon as the voting sports media decides to stop being children, pretending they had no idea any players were injecting steroids in the late 90s and early 2000s. <laughs> in an era when all the players were doing it, he was still the greatest. Imagine it. A lifetime of despising Barry Bonds, and now you can celebrate his legacy with joy? The dark cloud hovering over your spirit will be lifted, and you'll feel a renewed spring in your step. <laughs> More recently, the team won three World Series titles, something I'm sure Jamie remembers fondly, especially since there was a slap bet placed between the Just Two fans during, I believe, the 2014 series. He's Jamie, I'm sure the slap to the face still here. stings, but imagine walking into Oracle <laughs> Park, and instead of bare walls where there are no past triumphs to recognize, you can stand in awe of three World Series trophies, affectionately known as the triplets. Their brilliant silver pennants majestically glinting in the Bay Area sunshine. But you don't live in San Francisco or in the surrounding environs, so you'll be enjoying TV broadcasts. Then I have good news for you. Mike Kruko and Dwayne Kuyper, the Giants broadcasting team, are a former pitcher and second baseman, respectively, that have called games for the team for over 30 years, building a friendship and rapport Giants fans simply can't get enough of. You can't buy that chemistry, and their enthusiasm and skill at calling games consistently puts them at the top of Awful Announcing's best broadcasters list. 
For the record, the Rockies announcers finished 25th in their most recent poll. Let's talk about the current state of the team, shall we? The good news for you is that since the Giants are seven years out of their last World Series title, no one will accuse you of being a bandwagon fan. Yes, the team still has such greats as Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, and Brandon Belt, plus more recent success stories, Mike Shiastremski, Johnny Cueto, and Alex Dick Dickerson. But the team is very much on the rebuild. Mastermind of recent Dodgers success, Farhan Zaidi, is running the front office now. While you may not like the Dodgers, I certainly don't, you cannot deny it would be incredible to build a team like that. Why not get in on the ground floor of the next team that will rise to those astronomical heights? Look, I know the likelihood of Jamie converting to Giants fandom is next to impossible, but my main pitch is this. You've spent your entire sports fan career hating the Giants, but in 2021, shouldn't we all be looking for more ways to enjoy ourselves and keep our hearts and minds free from negativity? One less thing to hate, one more thing to enjoy. That's the promise of San Francisco Giants fandom. And, as always, we end with a buzzer beater. Root for the Giants and say bye-bye, baby, to bad feelings. Go Giants! Okay, we don't have to listen to that. Oh, no, we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna cut that off. Love you, Jack. Thank you for that uh, that uh, wonderful pitch. So, Jamie, how do you do? You know, he did a very good job. Yes. Um, there were there were some points that he made that hurt his case, which was a little surprising. Like bringing up this, the time I got to slap you really hard in the face. Yeah, because of the Giants. Yeah, like what that that's a negative. Just <laughs> just going to point that out. You I turn it into a positive. I don't know for you. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I listen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> all right, it it just can't. He he acknowledged this that it's it was an impossible task, uh, much like Chris's impossible task that he took on. Several weeks ago, right? <laughs> um, we need to like find a fan that's like, fairly new, like a neutral team. Like we can't, like we we have like all our. I realized, like as I was like going through a list of like people who like might be able to record a pitch, I was like everybody we know is like a Giants, Dodgers, Yankees, or Red Sox fan. Like they're all. I mean, and then there's me as a Mariners fan, like <laughs> which just got even that, more. We're letting that breathe right now. <laughs> we're letting that breathe. Um. <laughs> It, it look um oracle park's great all right i i can't i pretty much have nothing negative to say about that place other than the like swarm of seagulls that always shows up around the seventh inning <laughs> um just seems really weird and someday a baseball is gonna hit them and then we're gonna you know it, uh, that's what i'm waiting for at oracle park i haven't been there i want to it's on my list I, you know it looks like a great place to watch a baseball game so get that out of the way. Uh, Barry Bonds is not a pitch for me to be a fan of a baseball team. <laughs> I mean, and every every single wrong. Giants fan has done this to me, right? Every single person that's a fan of the Giants has been like, yeah, but everybody else did it. And we have the best one that did it. Uh, okay, great. But no. <laughs> Here's a here's here's my counter argument to anybody who's ever said that. Uh Griffey didn't do it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. If you're giving me the Mariners or the Giants, 
right? And 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 your argument is the greatest player that we've had at least in your lifetime is Barry Bonds, or the greatest player that we've had in your lifetime is Ken Griffey Jr. I'm gonna go with Ken Griffey Jr. a thousand times out of a thousand. That's that's totally fair. Totally fair. Um, also, fuck Barry Bonds. <laughs> fair point. <laughs> um, you know, my hatred for the Giants is not like my hatred for the for the uh, Dodgers, right? I I I strongly dislike the Dodgers just because L.A. and everything. Um, my hatred for the Giants is mostly jealousy. I will fully admit that. <laughs> Right. So <laughs> yeah, his yeah, his whole point of, you know, why why live this miserable existence being jealous of us if you can just be us? And that's a good that's point. That's a compelling point. That's, that's a compelling that's point. That's a good point. But it's it's not there. I can't flip to a division rival. It's not in my it's not how I roll. Um you know, the Padres would be a compelling case these days because they're fun to watch. We talked about it. They're they're a great team to watch play baseball right now, but yeah. I can't I can't do it I can't do it inside the division. So okay, Jack, I'll try to find I'll try to find somebody outside of the division. Jack, thank you for your contribution, valiant effort, my friend. Thank you for your reappearance on our new podcast. Much appreciated. <laughs> yes, he's back, baby. He's back, uh, but uh, no. Okay. I, you know, it's going to be fun is at the end of this, we're going to do a big, the decision, you know, take your talent somewhere. It'll yeah. Be fun. So, well, nice try, Jack. Uh, appreciate you. Maybe, maybe you'll find somebody to do a pitch that doesn't have an impossible task ahead of them. I, 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 I have, <laughs> I have an impossible task of finding somebody who doesn't have an impossible task. <laughs> yeah. Cause there just aren't that many outspoken fans of the Royals or whoever else yeah. twins i've got a couple i've got a couple you got the got a twins tricks up you're going to have to hurry up i mean opening days in a couple weeks here you're going to have to get on it okay i'll get on it i have to decide by opening day right like that's that's true when is opening day april 1st ish usually what okay breaking news we have to talk about this this literally just popped up on my phone ticker Sorry to like bust through our MLB preview here, but Les Miles just agreed to part ways with Kansas, effective immediately. Yeah, wasn't there uh like he's been he was placed on administrative leave 3 days ago uh because of some investigation that came to light from like 2013 when he was with yeah. LSU. He was like harassing young women. Inappropriate behavior toward female students is what. Which, if I'm going to be completely honest, is not surprising with Les Miles. Not really, no. So I, I'm not surprised that he's he's out. Honestly, I'm not either. But like Kansas was on a good track. Yeah, but Upward you know they're taking track. the high road here they're they're not going to Yeah, I mean good for them. You you like, have to take the high road unlike the SEC who just doesn't care. They'll just sweep it under the rug. Like they did for 7 years. 8. This happened yeah. in 2013. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, fuck the SEC. <sighs> fuck them. Okay, back to baseball. Um 
I don't have a lot of preview because I haven't paid a lot of attention because the Rockies are finished to pick to finish second to last in baseball. But I'm not a fan of them. So maybe uh, I should actually uh, start paying attention. Of who? Like who's, of, of baseball. No, who is who is last? The Pirates. Deservedly so. Fair. Fair point. Okay. They're they're very bad. Some very some bad. have the Rockies third to last ahead of the Orioles. And I, I think I think you could pretty much say Trevor Story alone could beat the Orioles. <laughs> so, you know, but above that, they they're, that's pretty much a deserving spot. Um, but the other the other most depressing part of this is the Dodgers and Padres are one two in every single one of these that preseason is not power surprising. rankings. It's really unfortunate that the Padres are in the same division as the Dodgers because. I think if the Padres were in the American League or any other National League division, uh, this would be very compelling. It's it's going to be anyway, but it sucks that they have to compete with the Dodgers for the division. Yeah, that that's pretty shitty. Um, one thing we can be sure of is that the Rockies will not be contending for that. No. <laughs> the Rockies won't be contending for 500. Yeah, no, they won't at all. It's going to be really bad. But I'm not a fan of them right now. Either, so. <laughs> so anyway, fine, but... Dodgers, Padres, Yankees. Those are the teams to beat. That's pretty much my preview. I, I don't have much else. It's Again, it's hard, especially like we're in spring training, which matters even less than early season baseball. So... It's that's your it's a tall order to really preview baseball right now. When yes. you don't want to like get into like the nitty gritty, like, ooh, their backup second baseman is really good. It's but. also like preseason football stuff is fairly easy to do because there's not that many games. But like preseason baseball, anything is pretty much impossible. Because yeah. so much happens throughout a hundred and sixty two game schedule uh that who knows where we're going to be in August and September. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So, anyway, my free agency remains open. Uh, All right. Thanks again, Jack, for your pitch. Uh, <laughs> it, it was an impossible task, but you did a good job. Yes. You, you lost well me with Barry Bonds and trying to convince me that getting slapped in the face is somehow a positive. <laughs> uh but, you know, <laughs> he's saying you wouldn't have to live with that sting if you had just I'm liked pretty the sure the slap still happened. Like me <laughs> becoming a Giants fan in 2021 does not reverse the slap that happened in 2012. <laughs> it's not how it works. Yeah, it might be. It might also, be. Barry Bonds. <laughs> Barry, that's that's. Kind of fighting an uphill battle with Barry Bonds. <laughs> Everybody fights it though. Every single Giants fan fights that battle. Oh yeah, because he's the best player to play on their team, and he was juicing. But everybody did it, dude. Ken Griffey Jr. Except everybody that didn't do it. Like yeah. for sure, not everybody in baseball was juicing. No way. There's no way. You can't. There's no way you can convince me of that. And Barry, the the my biggest problem with Barry Bonds is he probably would have been the best player at that time without steroids. So don't mm -hmm. do it. 
you yeah. you lose it when you, as soon as you do. Like I understand he he probably should be in the Hall of Fame. All right, so I'm not going to die on that hill because I think there is an argument there that enough guys, the greatest of that era, were all juicing. Kurt Schilling, mm. you know, all those guys were juicing, right? So. Yes, in terms of Hall of Fame, he should probably be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not going to knock, you know, keep him out for that. But he is not a reason to be a fan of a baseball team. <laughs> All right. We did it, bud. We did. And it's your buzzer beater. Is it my buzzer beater? It is your buzzer beater. Okay. You got it? Yes. Before you do that, listener, thank you. As always. We love you. We appreciate you. If you want to share with your friends, please do so. Like, comment, whatever on our post. We'll do whatever social media interaction we feel like doing that day, which is usually nothing. <laughs> but if you comment, we we'll interact. probably say something back. <laughs> we interact with them. We just don't post that. There's often. nothing nothing for you to react to usually. But yes. if you if you feel like it, we will interact with you. Thank you for listening. As always... Eli, take it away. My buzzer beater is... The NBA All-Star Game is just the Atlanta Falcons on a basketball court. Deuces.
Dude, I'm very <coughs> excited for the Rockies pitch. There. Are, I, you, I, are you giving the Rockies pitch? Nope. No. You are going to like it, though. Is it going to be Jeff Breidich? I wish so <laughs> bad it was Jeff Breidich. <laughs> be a surefire way to get me to say no, officially. 